Welcome into the Grace One Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson, alongside Dr. R.B. Maynard for another verse-by-verse edition of the Grace One Daily Podcast, so we're glad that you're dialed in today, guys. We're in 1 Kings chapter 22, the final chapter of 1 Kings. It's been a great book, hasn't it, Dr. R.B. Maynard? Yes, great book. Look forward to uh, if we'll wrap it up today or not. We'll see what's happening. But we hope that you are like, you know, like, share, subscribe, share the Grace Point Daily Podcast with someone else. We've been kind of, we were stuck in a rut there for a little while, Dr. R.B. Maynard. It was only you carrying the Grace Point Daily Podcast for a little while there. Uh-huh. But now we have all these great missionaries that we've had in the past few weeks. So I really do hope you check out those stories. They are very, very powerful, very inspiring. The type of stories that make you want to quit your job, whatever it might be. Mine's a pastor, so mm-hmm. like I would definitely want to quit that job and just be a missionary. Be a missionary. Yes. <laughs> I've thought about it myself. Because it's, at it's times. so easy. It's a life of luxury and travel. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> right, right. All the, from what I hear in the stories now. <laughs> you want to be a missionary to the Caribbean. Right, yeah. that's right. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the month, if you're in this area or you want to come to the uh, Grace Point Church, April 25th, we will have a missionary to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And that is, I've always said, if I could take one selfish trip, yeah. I'd yeah. like to go to New Zealand. So now I might, maybe I'll be able to do it with a godly purpose and intent. We'll see what happens. Maybe he'll just bring some slides yeah. and you can witness it there. N- normally yeah. what happens to when I go to those countries, like when I went to Mexico, you know, 25 times or whatever, mm-hmm. it was uh, four times a year for five to six years straight. Mm-hmm. I never went to the coast, any of those trips. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I, <laughs> I was never by the ocean. Yeah. We went, the, they usually took a day when you made a trip down to the way of the cross where I was going. They always took a day and went to South Padre. It okay. was probably yeah. 30 miles or whatever. And we went over there, and they cooked out on the beach. And so he got one day. Usually he went to the dump that morning mm-hmm. where it was nasty, dirty, and stinky. And and then you got the full contrast by going to South Padre in the afternoon and spending the yeah. day you know, at the beach. So, yep. so we did get to go some. <laughs> South Africa, beautiful coastal, you know, people talk about going mm-hmm. to South Africa just for like surfing and coastal, mm-hmm. never been to the coast of South Africa, Kenya, you can go to the coast and Kenya, East African coast, Ivory, uh, you know, these beautiful, never been to the coast in Kenya. Yeah. Uh, so I always find myself never near mm-hmm. the beautiful parts of the country I didn't get to go be a yeah. missionary at. So uh, anyway, well, we got to dive into the word, but before we do a special presentation to you, Dr. R.B. Maynard today, I'm always thinking about you, always mm-hmm. talking about you. I mean, uh, I am expecting a large check from you uh, uh, if, if you should die before me oh, I because see. of all the love and appreciation uh-huh. I give to you. People yes. in the church are mad because like, all you do is talk about Dr. R.B. Maynard. Mm-hmm. So uh, once again, I will shower you with you a beautiful gift. Our other podcast, The Modern Christian Dudes. We have Greg Walden, a.k.a. Uh-huh. Funko Pop Greg Walden, a.k.a. I went mountain biking with him the other day. I call him downhill Greg Walden uh-huh. because going up the hill on his bike, is <laughs> he very much struggles. So I call him downhill uh-huh. uh, when we're riding. So he's the big Funko Pop game. Uh-huh. So we tried to acclimate you to the Funko Pop collecting I world see. that uh-huh. is. You don't have any Funko Pops. No, I don't. So we were shopping the other day, kind of ch- checking out the pops, if you mm-hmm. will. That's what we call it in the game. I'm kind of done collecting mine. I wanted some He-Man ones, yeah. some Ninja Turtles from my childhood. I'm pretty much good to go. Uh, but we found a Funko Pop for you, which I'll now present present yes. present to you. Uh-huh. We're not on video today, but I thought this really, w- something that really would connect with you. So, uh-huh. all right, here we go. I w- we should have this on video. So there's your okay. first Funko Pop. <laughs> Richard Simmons. <laughs> Richard Simmons. Uh-huh, because I'm Funko such an Pop. exercise yeah. guru. Yeah, yeah. I... 
I, I often visualize you waking up in the morning, turning yeah. on that TV, getting the, uh-huh. the Richard Simmons VHS out. Yeah. You should see me in doing, my <laughs> Doing your workout in the morning. A lot of, uh, you look like him, you oh, know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of gestures, you know, yeah. mannerisms. Thank you, yeah. I think. <laughs> I'd rather just have his money. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank there you very you much. I'm almost... I, we should have brought the Kleenexes because I'm about to get yeah. in tears. Not even your birthday so, today. I know, Richard man. Simmons, Funko Pop. Enough screwing around. Here we go. Let's get Here into the go. word. First Kings 22. First Kings 22, 37 and 38. And this is all in the middle of of uh, battle that's been going on. So this is, again, we're starting in the middle of a story. So the king died and was brought to Samaria, and they buried him there. They washed this talking about Ahab. Uh, they washed the chariot at the pool in Samaria, Samaria, where the prostitutes bathed, and the dogs licked up his blood as the word of the Lord had declared. So this is, uh, you know, it's another one of those examples of someone who uh, they Ahab was known to be to do things right part part of the time, but just the fact that somebody does um, mostly right, I guess if you would put it in the scales. Maybe he would tip the scales to being more right things than wrong things, but we've talked about it before, how he just never would give up the idols. I mean, there was always something that kept him from just being 100% as far as what he should be as as the king of Israel. And so, you know, this is just that, that example again of how uh, you can be forgiven and you can do right things, but there's still consequences for those wrong things you know people think i've got god's forgiveness and so everything's just going to be wonderful now well sometimes there's consequences for what uh what happened and there's there's part of the story says it's the same place that naboth was stoned because it says about naboth it says in the place the dogs licked up the blood of naboth the dogs will lick your blood too that was the prediction they don't know whether the dogs actually you know, is this the same spot or is it just close to the same spot or whatever? But there's some teaching or some belief that this is the exact same spot because the scripture said in the same place, hmm. the same thing is going to happen to you. And this this thing about the the prostitutes, it says that, uh, when again, some of my studies, it says there were pictures on Ahab's chariot that were like pornography pictures. That Jezebel, and we talk, you know, a lot of people talk about Jezebel. I mean, she was an evil, terrible person. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, there's no way around that. But that she had pictures, she had them done for him on his chariot that would uh, incite lust and, you know, I suppose somehow make you a better warrior or or make you feel excited, you know, when you were in your chariot or whatever. So part of that, um, um, when it talks about the the prostitutes and stuff, it has to do with the, the chariots too, in the same place that they washed the chariots, in other words. And other people say there were actual prostitutes, that it wasn't just um, the chariot, because they're saying, well, they brought the chariot and washed the blood off in this pool. But uh, And Josephus says... Afterwards, it was a custom for whores to wash in this pool. So this, you know, not only the, the blood there, all the things going on. I mean, I, you think about pools of Samaria and 
like places of mm-hmm. cleansing and but this was kind of a disgusting place and that's where Ahab and all of his kingship and all of that that's where he winds mm-hmm. up that's where he spends his last hours basically and then in 39 and 40 and these are words we hear a lot as for the other events of Ahab's reign including all he did the palace he built and inlaid with ivory, and the cities he fortified, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Ahab rested with his fathers, and Ahaziah his son succeeded him as king. Ahab had struggled back and forth, and and this is, it's a sad obituary. We talk about that a lot in here, what's been said about the king, you know, that he did good or he did evil. And for Ahab, I mean, his obituary, it, mentions his ivory palace and that's kind of the extent it doesn't give us a big long list and again you can read you know when it says are they not written there are other books that have the list of things that he did if you can look in chronicles chronicles will tell you uh, in more detail about the things that uh, that ahab did but but it's pretty sad you know you think about these guys who are i mean he was like our president i mean the king and it's it's sad to think that somebody like that dies, and really all that's written about him is, well, you know, he had a ivory palace, but he kind of did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And I mean, it, because in our time we make people sound better than they really were sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you go to a funeral. Oh, he was such a wonderful person. It's like mm-hmm. I've been to funerals where I was like, I, I think I'm at the wrong funeral. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, right. That's not the guy I knew. It's, no. I was thinking about this the other day. It's always fascinating to hear what someone else thinks about you. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, an example being, I was talking to someone the other day uh, that was in the church I pastored in Utah. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, man, every time I hear um, good, good father, oh, yeah. I just think of you. Mm-hmm. And I thought of all the things, like yeah. I didn't even know I sang that song yeah. very often. But you know what? What it's a, it's interesting to live life. You're trying to live life for Jesus and mm-hmm. His obedience. But it, it is fascinating, yeah. Along the way, what people actually think of you. You're like, right. well, I would have never thought that of myself. Yeah. But that's yeah. what you think. That's what you remember me for is good, good father, and mm-hmm. like you liked it, and that's great. But I wouldn't have yeah. guessed that's the one thing and that I've, you would think about me. I've always said it'd be interesting if you could write your own obituary. You know, mm-hmm. if what you said about yourself is really what people saw i mean mm-hmm. in you yeah and you know i always people talk about it. it'd be neat to be at your own funeral kind of thing <laughs> you know see what people said you'd probably be like wait a minute you forgot that is other good thing that's yeah right, not, right. <laughs> that's not the only good thing i did but uh but anyway uh, it, i mean this ivory house was probably something fantastic or it wouldn't have even been mentioned and then it talks about the fortified cities that he uh took care of but it really doesn't go into a lot of detail about and again it shouldn't have because he was an evil man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was not. There was nothing there to brag about, really, in his uh, kingdom, if you would. But so forty-one and forty-two says Jehoshaphat, son of Asa, became king of, of Judah in the fourth year of Ahab, king of Israel. Jehoshaphat was thirty-five years old when he became king. He reigned in Jerusalem twenty-five years. His mother's name was Azuba, daughter of Shil- Shilhai. Never heard that name before, but let me just, let me read on. It says 43 and 44, and everything he walked in the ways of his father Asa and did not stray from them. 
He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. The high places, however, were not removed, and the people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense there. Jehoshaphat was also at peace with the king of Israel. So this is a, I mean, his obituary walked in the ways of his father, which is only good if you have a good father. You know, not everybody wants to say, hey, you remind me of your dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, sometimes that's, uh, you, people <laughs> wouldn't want that to be said. Yeah. You know, I had a great dad. You know, I mean, he um, he was he was 38 when I was born. So, you know, and my dad was not a sports guy. And, I mean, they didn't come to my ball games and things like that. But, I mean, I could have hard feelings, and I do a little bit maybe, that they weren't, you know, I mean, I played basketball from seventh grade through 12th grade, and they never came to one basketball game mm-hmm. in all those years. But he didn't see it like that because he just saw it as, I would understand because he doesn't watch basketball or understand the game or, mm-hmm. or he never played basketball or, or whatever. But, you know, I had a good father. I mean, I if for somebody to say to me, you know, you remind me of your dad, that would be a good thing. Yeah. And and I think that would be a compliment coming from them because I never knew my dad to be um, the wrong kind of guy. I mean, he was straight, upright, hardworking, honest, faithful to church, you know, that kind of stuff. And so, so you know, when it talks about these guys with their walking in the way of their father, that can be a good thing or a bad thing. And this, in this, it was a good thing mostly. Uh, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, not what uh, what just his father did, not what he thought was a good thing, but he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. The only bad thing about this scenario here, uh, you know, it's sad that people would say, um, uh, Pastor Jeremiah, man, he was an awesome guy, and, you know, they're reading your obituary, and he pastored, and he went on mission trips, and he was a good father, and he was a good husband, and they they go through all that. And then they say, but, <laughs> you know, he wasn't very good at whatever. And it's like, I mean, why do you have to bring – and we don't bring that up at funerals most of the right. time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't say those kind of things. But the Bible was pretty, whatever you want to call it, unkind or whatever in that sense because it says – the high places, however, were not removed. And all these good things, he still didn't get rid of the the main thing, which was idol worship. Uh, he just wouldn't, they wouldn't go that far. 2245, as for the other events of Jehoshaphat's reign, the things he achieved in his military exploits, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? And again, you can go to Chronicles and read about that. We're not going to go through uh, all of those things today, but... One thing about that, and I didn't bring it to read it. I actually read it in, in my Sunday school class. Uh, one of the books that I look at is a, it's a Hebrew uh, interpretation of the Scripture. And it has this big, long explanation, almost like a family tree of all these kings. And it, it just goes, it's like when you finish reading it, you don't really know anything. Because this guy did this, and this was the father of this guy, and he reigned for 12 years. But how could he have reigned for 12 years if this other guy reigned for 10 years, and those overlapped? And then it says, well, that was okay because he reigned. I mean, it just went on and on and on mm-hmm. about that. And so if if you're the kind of person who has to study all of that, you can find those things that will explain 
Now, if somebody said to me, well, no, wait a minute, those time frames don't line up. Well, I could not explain that to you, but somebody out there can. Why? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I say that to say because some people want to say the Bible's not true. The Bible contradicts itself. Well, it said this guy was a king, but then it said this guy was a king. Well, there's a reason for all that, the way they overlapped. And, and part of it was uh, a partial year was considered a year in the kings. And so uh, for, well, it'd be like you, if you uh, pastor the church, you can't, didn't you come in August? August, yep. So you came in August. Well, we really, if we say, how long has pastor been here? We would say that was a year. Mm-hmm. And then the next full year was a year. And if you left six months into the next year, basically we'd say, well, he was here three years. Mm-hmm. Well, not if you want to count yeah. every month, yeah, or yeah. <laughs> every day or whatever. But but anyway, that's the way that some of these kings were. That's why they, they overlap in the time frames. But um, the pastor before me, you know, would right. It, it makes people. He was here eighteen years and right. something. But it make I can tell it. It makes people feel better to say he was here nineteen years. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I remember <laughs> not in a bad way. You know, what I'm saying yeah, it's just like it just feels that just that little bit better to just yep. tack on that. You know, and the only one <laughs> when Brother uh, Henson was here, uh, you know, and he would say it himself, and it was all fine. But he would say. Yeah, I pastored 23 and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they always threw, and everybody else would say, yeah, Brother Hintz was here, I think, 23 and a half years. You know? <laughs> so it's kind of like kids with their birthdays. Right, right. <laughs> you know, how old are you? I'm five, I'll be six, my birthday. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, yeah, I think we figured that out, that right. <laughs> when your birthday comes, you're going to be a year older. But anyway. Um, Happy birthday, Kelly Craywick. Yes, Kelly. Happy Woo-hoo. birthday to me this Sunday, mm-hmm. April yeah. 11th. Yeah, we're gonna have a. You won't believe the gift. Oh, praise God! (laughs) As soon as I get it, I'll send me a blessing from heaven, Kelly Stevens. Come on, yes, that may be all you get. Yeah. Twenty-two forty-six forty-seven. He rid the land of the rest of the male shrine prostitutes who remained there after the reign of his father Asa. There was then no king in Edom; a deputy ruled. So. The King James calls this, so if you're looking at, at uh, uh, the male shrine prostitutes, I mean, this is, uh, we've talked about this before, and, you know, I think our audience is adult here, but there were uh, male shrines, so it's not just talking about physical men. I mean, yes, there were men prostitutes. We don't call them that today, but mm-hmm. there were men prostitutes, and there were women prostitutes, unfortunately at the gate to the temple i mean that's what's sad it, it'd be like us having uh what we would call street walkers <laughs> but that they're out here on the parking lot and trying to entice people to uh, you know to go home with them or go to their car with them or whatever kind of the same principle i mean that we would run them off but uh, during those times that's what it was and these male shrine prostitutes or male shrines were physical statues that women would have relationships with a statue thinking that it was some kind of God. I mean, so, you know, we think of idol worship sometimes. We don't realize how deep into idol worship they were. I mean, we think about, when we talk about idol worship, we think about, you know, the Buddha Mm -hmm. sitting on the shelf and, and, you know, burning some incense and maybe praying for something. But, 
I mean, these people were deep into um, uh, cultish things. This was mm-hmm. not well. You know, we've talked about the uh, recently the the blood in the tennis shoe. Yeah. Thing. Yep. The Satan shoes. Yeah. Little Nas X. And, and that got, that all got stopped. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't allow them to sell, but it, it's kind of that same principle. It's like, well, you know, it'd be one thing to even have a, a shoe that said something Satan on it, but you gotta, you gotta push it. Mm-hmm. It's gotta have a drop of human blood in it. And, yeah. And it's gotta have a scripture verse about Satan. And, you know, it just goes deeper. And, and sometimes we look at these people like, well, they're just being, you know, it's just drama. Yeah. But I don't think it's just drama. When you're doing some of these things, you're you're stepping in through some doors that are mm-hmm. dangerous. Yeah. Uh, to do those yep. kind of things. That's not just a, a, a sales gimmick, in other words. Right, yeah. There's exactly. more to it when you're doing things like that. But, um, but Asa had never got completely rid of the shrines. And so, again, uh, this is somebody else coming along and, and finishing what should have uh, what should have been done and it talks about no kings in Edom. That's why this all gets so confusing. It talks about the king of Israel, the king of Judah. Now it says there's no king, but that's talking about there's no king in Edom. And there hadn't been a king in Edom since the time of, of David. And if you look at that, it basically the commentaries say, we don't know why. We don't know why they were just ruled by governors and there was never a an actual king in in Edom. It doesn't mm-hmm. say, well, this is the reason behind it. But So verse 48, Now Jehoshaphat built a fleet of trading ships to go to Ophir for gold, but they never set sail. They were wrecked at Ezion Geber. And, you know, again, they don't know exactly what happened there, why they weren't uh, allowed to go. There was just a plan for making money that never happened. Uh, 49, at the time Ahaziah, son of Ahab, said to Jehoshaphat, let my men sail with your men, but Jehoshaphat refused. This is, he got together with Ahaziah before and things didn't work out very well. So this is one of those where Jehoshaphat's like, um, wait a minute here, you know, I I tried to work with you before and that didn't that didn't turn out very well. I, I used my renters as a, a prime example of that. I had a renter here a while back that, I mean, the guy owed me $3,000. Yep. He didn't move out until, like, the other people were actually moving in, and he was over there moving stuff out in their way. And he stopped over to the house where I'm working one day, and he said, hey, uh, do you have anything to rent? And I said, well, no, I don't have anything right now. I thought he must be asking for somebody else. Well, I'm looking for a place again, you know. And it's like, why would you think <laughs> – <laughs> that I would rent, you know, to you now. Yeah. And it, it's the same principle here. He's like, why would you think I would work with you now? That didn't work out so well <laughs> the last time. Why would I do it now? 50, then Jehoshaphat rested with his fathers, buried with them in the city of David, his father, and Jehoram, his son, succeeded him. And I just, I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I mean, we all do it, and we probably all will continue to do it. We believe in we believe in obituaries. We believe in in saying good things about people. We believe in funeral services. And, uh, you know, I mean, we had a big event for Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Lenz was a different scenario. Yeah. Uh, but we have, you know, funerals, and we want good things said, and we want the right music. And 
all of those kind of things that go on. And so many of these guys, and maybe there was more there to it, but it just says, Jehoshaphat rested with his father, buried with him in the city of David. I mean, uh, you know, with with Moses, I mean, I guess the obituary is their life story. Mm-hmm. But you would just think that these great men of God, when it came to the end, that the Bible would have this story with this big, long list of, you know, he died, but let me tell you what he did. You know, let me tell you all. But it just, they died, they were buried, rested mm-hmm. with their fathers, and end of story. Yeah. But we're more, you know, I don't know if it's just our Western culture or whatever that we feel like it needs to be a big a big event. And mm-hmm. I'm not against that. I'm not not talking against it. It's just a strange phenomenon. But right, yep. <laughs> 51, Ahaziah, son of Ahab, became king of Israel and Samaria in the 17th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and he reigned over Israel two years. And again, you know, it's just a... Uh, a confusion about who reigned where and how these overlapped. But 52 and 53, he did evil in the eyes of the Lord because he walked in the ways of his father. So here's that thing where we said, depends on what kind of father you have. But he walked in the ways of his father and mother in the ways of Jeroboam, son of Naboth, who caused Israel to sin. He served and worshiped Baal and provoked the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger just as his father had done. So, I mean, this guy's, you know, we have to look at who our influence was. And I think there's times we need to cut people some slack because of the way they were raised, the culture, the, the family, the mom, the dad. I mean, this guy, how good can you expect him to be with a father like Ahab and a mother <laughs> like Jezebel? Right. I mean, I don't care how much we think we are we're our own person. You got some stuff from your dad. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, I got stuff from my dad, my mom, you know, my brothers and sisters who lived in my. I mean, there were things that you were influenced. Now, if, yes. if you'd say, "Well, what did you get?" Well, I might not even name some of those things, but other people would see it. Mm-hmm. I see your dad in you. I yep. see your mom, either in in looks or in character or whatever so i think you know and again i i go back to renters but some of these people i don't know how much i can expect out of them when they were raised where their mom dad cheated everybody Mm -hmm. lied to everybody um you know hid to keep from paying the rent made up all kinds of excuses tore up the properties yeah they've They've lived that way their whole life. Why would I think that they would, you know, change? Now, thankfully, there are people who change. Yes. But I think we don't we don't give people enough credit for the way they were raised and trying to overcome some of those. I remember uh, Brother Henson talking many times. I wouldn't. I would never say that Brother Henson was racist. But during the time that he was here, we really. I don't know that we ever hardly had a black person that came to the church. Mm-hmm. And and he talked about his own struggle. Not that you know not that he would get up and say, Oh, I really struggle. I don't like black people and I don't want black people coming to my church. But internally he struggled a little bit because when he was raised in Tulsa and and down they lived in neighborhoods with a lot of black people. And at the time his and I'm just 
Yeah. Now, I hope yes. people understand right, right, here. Right. I'm not trying to. Yeah. I'm not trying to be racist or. But he was raised in an environment where a black man broke into their house one time. He had a dog, and a black man killed his dog. So as a small child, you know those things get imprinted, yeah. and then even as an adult, sometimes you see a black person or some people Asian or or if you've been mm-hmm. a Vietnam veteran, you know, you see a Vietnamese and it, it stirs something in you or, or whatever. There are some things that we are exposed to being raised in a, in an mm-hmm. environment that it is hard. I mean, if, if brother Henson had a, a, a small portion of racism and I don't, I don't think he did, but if he did, I yeah. should be able to look at him and say, well, I don't blame him subconsciously for having those things with his experiences mm-hmm. that he had. If if I rented property and every uh, Hispanic that I had ever had tore my house up, I might struggle the next time to rent to a Hispanic because I've had nothing but bad experience. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think, you know, and again, that's where the Lord needs to, obviously change our hearts and help us to get through those things. But I, th- I think sometimes we don't, we don't give people enough credit that have been through some things in their life. And so, uh, you know, and I'm not talking about giving him credit here, but, uh, but he had, and, and Jeroboam was not, I mean, it talks about his influence. He was not good influence. So it's like his whole life, all he's been around is people who lie and cheat mm-hmm. and worship idols and have, I mean, Jezebel had people killed. You know, in order for Ahab to get the things that he wanted, and so, uh, and and uh, there was a little note, and we'll just finish with this chapter and start fresh next time. But um, it said she must have been a terribly evil woman because the mothers of these guys are generally not even mentioned. And if you stop <laughs> and think about that, yeah, well, they really aren't. I mean, most of the yeah. time it talks about Moses was the father of this person, you know, Elijah or whoever it may be. They were the father, or they were the leader, or but very self. Well, look at the disciples. I mean, we don't have. I, I mean, I know a lot of them were married, if not all of them, but we don't have the names of all their wives. Mm-hmm. They're not mentioned. But but in the evil that was done, I mean, her name is mentioned here as the mother of you know of a man, and Ahab the father of a man. That it's like, man, you know, you come from a a long line of, of heathens, yeah. in other words. And and during this time, uh, uh, Jezebel is actually still alive. So she's not even, I mean, Ahab's gone, but Jezebel's still alive. So it's talking about being the, the son of Jezebel. Well, it's being the son of a woman who people can relate. She's still alive. She's still out there doing mm-hmm. evil things. Now, you know, again, if you've read your Bible, you know that's not going to last forever, but... But anyway, we finished up 1 Kings today, so we'll start fresh on 2 Kings next week. It's a wonderful day. We finished up 1 Kings 22. Dr. R.B. Maynard has his first Funko Pop, Richard Simmons, uh, all kinds of great things. Beautiful weather. I mean, what else could we ask for today? Hey, guys, we thank you for listening to the Grace Point Daily Podcast. Each and every week we get into the word and that we would not just hear it, but that we do it as well. So we appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you next time.